It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's up, everybody? We got a great Chrissy Chaos episode. The great Joe List was the guest. It was fascinating. We told stories about our time together as comedians. It got serious. It got funny. It got dark. It got sad. It was a, It was beautiful. Uh, it was all positive. It was all good wolf. So if you want to be in a good mood, listen to this episode. Um, this Friday, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, I will be at the Wind Creek Event Center. Uh, that is April 29th. Uh, May 14th, the Count Basie in New Jersey is sold out. Uh, May uh, 24th at Vulcan uh, Gas Company in Austin still got tickets. And May 26th in Phoenix get tickets, chrisdcomedy.com. Um, I'm sorry for canceling the show in Puerto Rico. Um, I just needed some time to just relax and get my head straight, so I appreciate that. Um, Appreciate you guys being cool with it. Um, we also had to move the Miami show um, May 7th. We'll do it at the end of the year. And April 30th in Philadelphia at the Met got moved to October at the Fillmore. All that information is at christycomedy.com. Enjoy this episode. Also, RIP Kane Tanaka, oldest woman in the world. Uh, she passed away yesterday. And I, I allegedly, I've been told I was the last person she had sex with. So that feels good. Um, so love it. Enjoy this Chrissy Chaos episode with Joe List. We're having fun. I'm on an edible. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Chrissy Chaos show. Um, we're back from Puerto Rico. Um, we had a great time. Uh, I loved it. And I thought if I'm going to do a show in Puerto, if I'm going to go away to Puerto Rico, that very first show when I come back, I still want to feel Puerto Rican. I want to feel the island. I said, so who's the most Puerto Rican comic I know? Joe List, folks. Joe List, the Puerto Ricans, <laughs> no relation to Schindler. Joe List is my guest for today, our guest, the guest of the chaos. Um, Joe, first of all, great running sneakers. Hola, uh, muy gracias, así así, un poco España. Um, they speak Spanish in Puerto Rico, right? They, they do. You know what I learned about Puerto Rico? They absolutely love Trump over there. Oh, really? You would think watching the news that they get mad about the paper towel thing and they couldn't love Trump anymore. I genuinely felt every part of the island I drove to, I was like, I'm still on Staten Island. The paper towel thing is the funniest thing of all time <laughs> ever. Like, just beautiful form free throw. I mean, it's like, it was like a sketch. It was perfect. It was honestly going there and getting to talk to the people. First of all, I've stayed, I was staying at, at uh, at a resort in Toronto, I'm watching NBC, uh, t the Today Show. Toronto? Uh, no, Dorado. It's called ah, Dorado. Dude, okay. Toronto, Puerto Rico would be hilarious. Just these Big white space needle. idiots. <laughs> or whatever the um, fuck. They, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm in Dorado at the resort. I'm watching the Today Show, and Al Roker's doing the news, doing the weather from Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. I open up my door. I watch it, whatever, not putting through it together. I open up my door. Al Roker's staying in the room directly next door to me. No, no kidding. I come out and Al Roker's with his family. He just got, he was taking a mic off his, like, like oh, he, wow. and, then, and then like throwing it to his producer, going in the pool. I was like, wow, dude. Al Roker was great. Yeah, here's Donald Trump just <laughs> basketball shooting you paper towels into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he can play, though. Yeah, like, I you mean, can see. He's, he's got to be like a 70, he's like a 70% shooter. Look they said, allegedly, the Puerto Rican people. 
Love it. I mean, look at this. Is <gasps> moments after a devastating hurricane. Look at that. Go back. Look at this guy. Drop the paper towels like an idiot. Look here. Here's here's this guy looks like Joe List right in the corner right here. Look right here. Boom. Look this third guy right here. Look he drops it. What a doink. <laughs> that is gold. I've watched this in so long. The the form is perfect. It's perfect, dude. And he's just taking shit paper towels <laughs> and just talk. And he's got oh is that bags of Bustello coffee? Um, oh, I wish he fucking like reverse dunked one in someone's face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just off. <laughs> just fucking de-browned. Uh, I, I have been going on YouTube and watching the best of Donald Trump. Do you think he's going to age like Bush where people love him at a certain point? I, I think, to be honest with you, to be fair, and listen, dude, I'm in the middle. I do think now, just because Biden can barely speak, which whatever, hate him or love him, he just can barely speak. I do think there are a lot of people that are like, well, at least Trump could talk, even if they hated his guts. Right. I think yeah. already his likability is coming back a little bit because it's, it's over. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question about the Bush thing. I feel like now it's like so much more cranked up. And because he's so moronic, I think that like, even though Bush is like worse, yeah. I think that Trump is so like, like they, he's just so goofy that people are going to hate him forever. But we're also about to live in a post-nuclear war world. Did you see that Russia, like Vladimir Putin, they're, they're the, go to the article okay. where they're, they're on the uh, Moscow news and they're laughing about how they have a nuclear warhead that could hit New York City right now and there's nothing that we could do to stop it. Um, I thought it said we'll use nukes and the N word, but it says N <laughs> but it says Russia drops another N warning. Another N dude, could so do you just is the nuke is dropping a nuke the new N bomb? That's the N word. No. Go to patreon.com slash Christy Comedy, right in the community board. What's more offensive? The N bomb or the N bomb? Um, <laughs> our fans by the way, our fans on the Patreon are called the Puerto Ricans. We call them the Puerto Ricans. Oh, so no kidding. So they were, I went home for them. But yeah, here, look at these guys. This is, you know, Yagahashduklef with fucking Igor Makhadufach, whatever these dumb Russian idiot guys are. At oh, this is going to fuck me up. I came here to have fun. This no, is popping me out. We'll make it fun. And who's this guy? Some fucking Russian reporter, Igor Yashremsky, some dumb... <laughs> you know? <laughs> Nobody cares. City of New York. All right. Probably not Queens, though. They won't hit Queens. No, they can't hit Queens. I'll just be Manhattan. They... I'll be fine. Yeah, hit Manhattan. Do nuclear bombs, do they go outwards? Yeah. Do they kind they of... They go out. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they, right, they go right. out like a... Yeah. It's not just going to be like Washington Square Park or something. No. Like that. <laughs> that would actually be helpful. I, um... <laughs> that would be better. It's um, yeah. Dude. I don't think they'll do it. I think they're just full of bluster. These now, Russians, Joe, dude. Joe, Joe. First of all, Joey List. You, you and I. First of all, we went to Norway together once. I went to we Norway did. with Joe List. I stayed for eighteen hours. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, we had some fun. We had a good time. We had a good time. Uh, I ate Norwegian pizza with you. Yeah, and then uh, a couple of uh, skanks were hanging out, and one of them credit card swiped me, and I snapped. Yes, he snapped. He credit card swiped her ass, and then I was. I <laughs> no, she credit card swiped my ass. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah fuck? Sorry, sorry. God, take it back. Yeah, yeah, no, I was too. the victim here. Yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah, Christ. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah. we were walking. Ahead 
hanging out and like just chatting. We weren't trying to hook up. We were both in relationships, yes. but we were just chatting with some locals. You know, you'd like to meet people. And then she like jammed her hand in my asshole. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you douche? Yeah. And I was like sober at the time. Yeah. So I wasn't like, woo, that's funny. I was like, you just assaulted me. I remember, Joe, we, we, want, we took the flight out there. We sat next to each other. I remember you were just getting sober. You were drinking tea. You couldn't stop drinking tea. I know. I still am. I have to piss right now. I pissed eight you minutes ago. Piss in the plant. I'll piss in your mouth. You can't I'm kill it so, anymore. I'm so happy to be here. Dude, I already came. Um, I, uh, I, I remember too about what I remember about those shows is first of all, we did a show. Called, I think it was called the Oslo comedy festival where truthfully 90% of the audience just spoke Norwegian. So nobody knew English at all. And then Joe was on stage. He would, you were, I remember you were the only one who did well. No, I did no, like, okay. No, maybe. but you did well compared to the rest of us. And, and I had just bombed for hundreds of Norwegian people, like hundreds. And then you go out a side door and then I was walking back in and the whole audience was looking at me because the way it was, there was like a door. There was like a, it was like a, like in a big glass cube, like kind of like this, but like a big cube. And there was, and I had bombed hard. And then there was a door, Joe was on stage. I don't even know if you remember this. There was a door that I forgot about and I just forgot that it was a glass cube. I just thought we were like an outdoor show because on a roof. And I walked face first into the glass wall. And the entire crowd saw it and started laughing. And I remember you go, wow, that joke doesn't usually get that laugh. But it was really that I had walked face first that into hilarious. a full, like, I just remember, like, being there. I remember I had walked, my TV, too, in the hotel room was stuck on a porn channel. It was just stuck. It wouldn't oh, move. Wow. And I was too embarrassed to like call someone to see if they could fix my TV because I was like, I didn't put it on this channel. It was on this channel when I turned it on. It really was. <laughs> and, and I remember having so much anxiety. We were supposed to stay there. You, you and Phil Hanley stayed another three or four days and had a great time. I left because I was just having too much anxiety. I just wanted to go home. I remember that. I remember Something that was, I regret. I learned a lot about you because I just thought you were like a hot guy with a thick cut cock who I right. wanted to blow. Right. And then I realized this guy's a mess. You were like worse than me. Right. I was like, yeah. you were like shaking. And, and yeah. I, I also remember you were watching, um, what the fuck's the movie? Don't Toy Soldiers yes, on the flight. For the, for the first with, time. With uh, Sean Astin. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a movie where the terrorists take over the school and yeah. you were watching it and I was like, this movie rules. You're going to yeah. love it. And I was like jerking you off on the the flight <laughs> yes and phil hanley had a girlfriend and and she was like very controlling and planned all this stuff and i remember getting a phone call in my her. hotel room and it was her and i thought it was like the most insane thing i'm like your girlfriend's calling me because she was she like are you ready are you got we got to get going we have to go to the museum like she had all these plans and i really hated it and then we bought <laughs> we bought like cuban cigars which people that don't smoke cigars don't understand cigars it's like an hour smoke and she's like okay we got like 10 minutes you guys can right. smoke and so we bought like, you know, like $40 Cubans and we smoked like 10 minutes worth. And she's like, we got to go to the art museum. Come on. We got a tight schedule. It was like Ferris Bueller's day off. Yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember like being in Norway and loving it. But I also remember like, there was a lot of like, all like to see like the Vikings. If you ever get a chance to go to Norway, anywhere in Scandinavia, to go to these Viking museums, you just realize they like used to beat the piss out of people. Vikings were, first of all, they well, do you remember like that museum we went to where we got on like their ship? Yeah, yeah, the and, Viking like, Museum. Yeah, the Viking yeah, Museum photos. was sick. I put on the stupid hat, and yeah, you raped a couple of women, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, those were guys, <laughs> and um, yeah, dude, I remember what I remember about about for some reason I just don't even, I don't know why I that's it that's where we were that, that we went on that photo. ship, dude. Yeah, and they freaking used to shoot uh, rats that had rabies and all these infections into other 
like into the enemy and they do like oh, nuclear warfare. Wow. It was wild, dude. They used to shoot infected rats and light their tails on fire <laughs> and have them infect the whole town and then they'd go raid it while everyone's got diarrhea and dying of pustulas. That's awesome. They're like original ISIS. They are the original ISIS. Vikings were the, they're white ISIS. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember any. I just remember like Phil Hanley's girlfriend. I don't know how you remember this. I'm like, toy soldiers. You're like remembering facts of you the don't Vikings. Remember, you I'm don't like, remember walking around and us getting the worst pizza we've ever had in our life in that Norwegian pizzeria, which was a. They had reindeer meat. Remember the reindeer meat? Yeah. I ate some reindeer and I almost shit my pants too. Yeah. And I also. I remember the last time I went to see Kevin Eubanks, the guitar, Jay Leno's guitarist. He was performing in Norway. He was doing a jazz show in Oslo. And I thought Kevin Eubanks was just like a queef who fucking plays guitar with Jay yeah. Leno and goes, that's funny. <laughs> Evidently, he's like the greatest guitar player in the world. Yeah, he's like he, world class. He has like, he's like, sell, he's like a sold out guitar act. Yeah, he's like a jazz uh, guitar aficionado. And it was great. Also, the Red Sox were in the World Series at the same time. Did you remember, did you watch the Red Sox World Series in Oslo? I listened to it because I was so jet lagged and the game was on at like 4 a.m. Norway time. And I just laid in bed listening to it. It was quite romantic. Did you, um, did you, have you been back to Oslo since then, since we went? I have, I've been back. Twice, actually. I've really? Been, I've been to Norway. Damn, I've been you're to the Norway. only one that got called back. I've been to Norway three times. <laughs> well, it was all it was with Louis, and then I did my own show there. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like the Norway guy. How did you, was it the same people who booked us? His name was like Christoph Estefasen or something like that? Was that the same guy? I don't know. I got thought we got booked through Samantha at Caroline's. Oh, that's right. We did get booked through Caroline's. But there's a guy named Christopher who's a great comedian there. I don't understand anything he says, but he's yeah. a comedian, and he's had me there a few times. He's Simonson's buddy. Oh, I love Daniel Simons. It's a great Norwegian comic. He's like, um, the, Daniel Simons is my favorite comedian. I think, oh, I mean, dude, he's, he's, he's he, Daniel Simonson, he's one of the, I think he was living on his, on a couch for like three years. Like he's been in the United States just living on a couch, but now he's doing well. Or he was doing well back then. I think he was choosing to live on a couch. He told me, yeah, this guy, Daniel Simonson, if you want to see a comic, many of you guys might know him, but if you don't, he comes in and he's so deadpan and with his Norwegian accent is truthfully the funniest guy. What the hell is Phil There's Hanley Phil doing Hanley with him? There. Did he go on Norwegian TV with him? I don't know. Oh, wow. Wow. Look at this. Let's listen down. To we need a reason to laugh. The comedy seller <laughs> is right on Dude, Phil Hanley. Phil miserable. He looks like... Funny comedians. Phil Hanley. Crystal, nice to see you again. You wow. is Phil Hanley looks like, like a guy that like dies in a camping accident. And Daniel <laughs> And you see his you picture on the news. Do you have uh, a compliment for Crystal? I don't have a laugh. Uh, I didn't prepare. He goes, I didn't prepare anything. anything. But, uh, okay, yeah. I need you to work oh, on God. that. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just and they got to meet Venus Williams. I mean, this is, like, insane. so cool. Look at her. Oh, you can see her. I mean, this is so Very unprofessional. She's got an ice drink. Yeah, Phil's got a beer. I love that she has sneakers on with the dress. I know. Look at you. You got energy off on your own. Daniel thinks he's better than us. Oh, Daniel, is that what you're trying to say? Is that why you won't compliment us? Yeah. <laughs> his Corden set not Corden Colbert is like insane kills he's just murdering he's murdering so hard he's the best he won't do podcasts though Why? I asked him I was like come do my podcast he's like I'm trying to be mysterious I don't do podcasts <laughs> I'm like, trying right. to be mysterious he's one of those guys that I could see even without the podcast like blow up like yeah. truly blow up well, he's a special guy because his material is amazing, but some people are just laughing because he talks so funny. He's got such a silly his accent. his material, even with a regular accent, is great. Exactly. He's got the best stuff, and it's like so honest. He's like inspires me. He's the kind of comic I want to be. When's the last time you've seen Phil Hanley? 
Phil, I don't know. Phil got hit with COVID. Hard. He's got long COVID. I think he's got Phil sick. Yeah, oh, he's wow. like better, but he's like he can't breathe. He's got AIDS or something. I think Phil's he got Phil Hanley destroyed. has AIDS. Guys, <laughs> donate. Go to <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Christy Comedy. We'll have a GoFund link up for Phil Hanley's AIDS. Um, no, I see him every once in a while. I love Phil. Phil is like one of the best hangs in the city. Too. Oh yeah, Phil's great. He great doesn't hang. have that girlfriend anymore, right? That Norwegian girlfriend. Oh, that was like seven girlfriends ago. She's dead. People um, say this. I look like this guy. <laughs> that guy. That's what they say. Cawthorn photos. Photoshow Republican rep, rep Madison Cawthorn wearing women's lingerie. He defended them as goofy vacation photos from a game on a cruise. I mean, it is fun to put. You ever put on women's lingerie? I'm wearing them right now. Are you yeah. kidding? I'm wearing my sister's pajamas underneath this. <laughs> like, I love a good pair of lady panties. Dude, I seriously, I, I like, I've, there's been a few times, right? We called Jasmine Vinny on the show. I put on Vinny's thongs a few times and kind of, just forget it's even there and then just have a day, you know? Yeah, sure. Have the balls kind of hanging out. Yeah. They can't, they can't hold our business. The thing is, is like, because here's the thing is like, like men used to dress like women back in the day. I mean, like George Washington was wearing high heel shoes and stocks, <laughs> stockings, a wig, you know? Right. Everyone was trans back in the day. Right. That's so like, point. I feel like that's going to happen nowadays. Like, you know, like you're going to, it's going to be okay to wear women's. Yeah, dude. Women's underwear. Who knows? I wonder if, if people wore underwear back in the day. Like when did underwear get invented, Pimp? We want to figure this out. I think that's old. Cause well, the cowboy movies, you always see the one with the little, the door trap. It's like the one piece head to toe right. pajamas. Maybe Let's I'm just say, thinking of Back to the Future Oh, well, 7,000 years ago when prehistoric man used leather to cover and protect his loins while running prehistoric errands. What's a prehistoric errand? What do you think you have to do? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what a dumb, a prehistoric errand. What do you have to go fucking, like, get a saber tooth, tiger tooth to stir your coffee? Like, what do you have to do? There's no errands to run. There was no business. No banks. Nothing, dude. Elon history. Musk, by the way, bought Twitter. Did you see that? I saw that. What do you think of that? I don't know much. I'm, this is where I suck on a podcast. I don't know anything about Elon Musk. I know something. He's got a stupid haircut. People don't like him. I don't know. He's got money. See, Elon Blood diamonds. Elon something. Musk. What we think. What we think on the pod. What we think would be good for Twitter. Mm -hmm. Tell us if you agree. What we think would be good for Twitter is if they start charging money for it. We think that would oh. really weed out the idiots because it feels like Twitter is at the core of like what's wrong with society. It feels like Twitter yes. is a big problem. So if you start charging money for it. That would be good. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, there's so many subscriptions right now. I know everyone like talks about it, but I'm like, I have just from comedy. I pay for a Zoom account. I have a WeTransfer account. I got uh, I got rid of Netflix. I got Hulu. I got. Oh, my special comes out Netflix May third. I'm getting it back, baby. <laughs> yeah. Go to Netflix.com. Yeah. Sign up right I now. I know the day I announced my special. The very day I announced I have a special, Netflix came out and said they had the worst quarter in a decade. I think they just lost two hundred thousand subscribers. Perfect, perfect for me. Yeah. Well, that's yep. tough. What can you do? Who yeah, cares? it's fine. You I'll, had a good I'll run. fucking put the whole thing on YouTube anyway, <laughs> illegally, and get sued. Again, if you want to sue me, get in line. Um, well, no, Netflix is great. I got a half hour on there. It's fantastic. Um, but they, every time, all their original shit, when I see the little N in the corner, that's, this is the third N bomb. The Netflix in the corner, I'm like, nice. this movie sucks. Yeah. You <laughs> just know no, it's going to suck. There's like two good Netflix originals, I think. What do you think they are? I think I, I liked Marriage Story, but we might have different movie guy. I'm like, a, I'm a cunt. I like really. Well, I like their documentaries. Did you see John Wayne Gacy? I just finished that. The John Wayne Gacy, Nef oh, well, you canceled Netflix. Why? Was that new? Because I watched one on Hulu about him no the john wayne gacy one came out like a week ago or two weeks ago oh shit what right. a real lunatic he was and and i've been saying this for i said this five years ago but everyone says in the movie tim dylan should play john wayne gacy and, <laughs> yeah and uh it's true uh yeah i think tim dylan's more handsome 
Um, but John Wayne Gacy, um, it's the thing is, is like back in the day when you commit crimes, like he was served years in jail in Iowa for sodomy, for sexually molesting a 15-year-old boy, and then moved to Chicago, and nobody knew about it. Right. Because the police departments couldn't communicate. So he was able to, if, you know, if that happened today, he would never be able to be near a child because they knew they he'd be on a you know pedophile list. But he was a full pedophile, and... You know, he had a wife and kids in Iowa and then just started, you know, sodomizing some their 15-year-old neighbor. And then and then dude, then it was they have the interview with this one guy who survived or for whatever reason John Wayne Gacy didn't want to kill him, but they were uh he slept over his house cuz they were like cuz John Wayne Gacy uh, uh had this um it was called PDM, painting uh, decorating and maintenance or something like that. It was like a construction company. And he would always hire like 15, 16-year-old boys to run the company. And one of these 16-year-old boys, they had a job like a few hours away or whatever, and he had them sleep over. And he and all of a sudden, they're like drinking, having fun, whatever. And then he sits down, the boy, and he hears a click of a gun. And it's behind his head. And he goes, pull down your pants. I'm going to do a sex act to you, and you're going to do a sex act to me. And the guy was like, I'm not doing that. And he started like hysterical crying. And John Wayne Gates is like, I just like putting people under pressure. Don't worry about it. And then like he went to sleep or trying to go to sleep. And then he said he woke up at like three o'clock in the morning. And they said, the thing is, which was scary. He goes, the thing is with, in pictures with John Wayne Gacy in the videos, you don't see, and they say this about a lot of serial killers is they, something comes over them, like a stone look over them that he was like, it, it wasn't like his face. It was like he had somebody else's face on wow. and he had a knife in his throat. And he goes, now you're going to do that sex act on me. And they said, the kid started sobbing again. And he, and he was like, John Wayne Gacy, for whatever reason, in that moment, was like, I just wanted to put you under psychological pressure and let him go. And at, during that time, John Wayne Gacy had been killing people. They only found out about it 10 years later, but he had, been, he, he had like 40 bodies or something in the floorboards right. in the crawl space of his house. Jesus. And then some other kid, he used to do this trick, John Wayne Gacy. You guys can try this at home. He'd pull his thumbs off. Yeah. <laughs> he would. <laughs> He used to, he, yeah, he, no, he used to do a handcuff trick where he would put a handcuff on you. He would put, he would put himself in handcuffs, John Wayne Gacy. He'd put himself in handcuffs and then he would get out of them and be like, oh, that's the trick, whatever. And they'd be like, wow, how the hell do you do that? And then he'd put the handcuffs on you and he'd be like, here's how you do it. And then like tell you like all these bullshit things. He'd be like, oh, you know what the way to do it is? You got to have the key. And then the guys would be, that's how he would kill them. He'd wow. put a lot, you know, rape you and put a thing around your neck and slowly, all 15, 16-year-old boys, this one kid was a wrestler and he survived, of course. And they, he, had the, he did the handcuff trick and the kid was like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then he, he put the handcuff on one hand and for whatever reason, John Wayne Gacy like left the room and was like, oh, I forgot something. I need this to finish the trick. And in those 30 seconds, the kid was like, I just felt like this is weird. Like, I don't want to be handcuffed by this man in his house alone. It's weird. So he got his hand somehow out of the right handcuff. And then John Wayne Gacy came in to try to put the other hand on him. And he fucking leg sweeped him and smashed his face into the ground and handcuffed him. Wow. And, and handcuffed him oh, wow. and was like. And then he raped him. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, John Wayne Gacy, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he just had cum leaking out of his ass. And, and he said that night, like some other boy went missing that, that very night. So it's kind of like I'm saying that because you have kind of like your helicopter story. 
Right. <laughs> Robert Hawkins helicopter story. <laughs> this is all just to set up my helicopter <laughs> yeah. story. I want to do a John Wayne Gacy Ray handcuff thing to set up Joe List's famous <laughs> helicopter story that I heard him tell once on a podcast that I loved. Well, it wasn't. My, my story's not famous. The story, Robert Hawkins has the story. My story is like motion sickness. <laughs> my story was, yeah, I had a tummy ache and um, I got a little nervous. But just one, just going back real quick to the cops thing, I read um, uh, Helter Skelter, the fucking uh, Charles Manson. Charles Manson yeah. book. And literally, they had the two murders like 40 minutes from each other, and the cops were like, these are unrelated. Like, like four <laughs> days apart, there's like br- gruesome murders with a knife where someone wrote something in blood, and they were like, that doesn't seem good. Don't tell them about it. Don't yeah. worry about it. They're like, this is different. Well, that, well, that's like the internet, you know, there's a gruesome murder last week in Queens. I'm here, like the woman who got killed by her handyman. And oh, they God. put her body in a duffel bag. And it was like, it's like right where like my friends live, like right where I grew up. But so, the, guys, so, the guy who did it, his name is... David Benola and the cops were like looking for all these clues or whatever. And then somebody wrote on Facebook, why don't you try David Benola? He's like their handyman. He's the only one who has the keys to their house. And I saw him bloody on the street in my neighborhood like four hours after. And then they just found him right away. So it's like sometimes like police are do, you know, uh, I, I back the blue. But the police sometimes it's like in this day and age, the reason why it's hard to get away with crimes like John Wayne Gacy could. But now it's like you have pretty much the whole world watching you. Right. Well, right. the other issue is all the killers now are also half influencers. Like they want to be seen. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah that's crazy. true. Yeah. He and John Wayne Gacy too. He goes um on the day, like he got arrested for the murders. He goes, well, if I just tell you where the bodies are, can I like, then I can be free. Right. Like, and they were like, what? They're like, you're going to get the electric chair. You fucking idiot. And he just didn't understand. And then, and then he confessed to all of them. And then like two days before he got the lethal injection, he was like, actually, I didn't kill anyone. It was all a dream. I didn't kill anyone. So like these people are like just sick fucks. This guy's claiming he escaped John Wayne Gacy. This guy is? This might be the kid. Let's see him. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I love it. It's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family-friendly or quick and easy recipes. I've been using HelloFresh. I love it. It's the only food, it's the only packaged food that I've gotten that I don't stick up my ass. I eat it all because HelloFresh, it's too tasty to waste on your butt. You got to put it in your mouth. HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low calorie and carb conscious options. HelloFresh is the shiznit, truthfully. I mean, me and Jazz been cooking with it. The baby loves it. My kids love it. Um... My dad loves it. I mean, I truthfully love HelloFresh. Um, it's it's awesome. And look, I mean, I've, you know, like I said, I've been using it now for six months. Um, I stand by it. I would say HelloFresh is pretty much the only food I eat. The only other food that's ever in my refrigerator are the salads um, that Pimp doesn't eat and the beers that he doesn't drink. Other than that, everything's in HelloFresh and the BLM cupcakes that Venetia makes. That's it. <laughs> Everything else is Hello Fresh. Are you being fresh? Hello. So you could get a great discount right now, Pippi. What's the discount? I just want to make sure. If you go to HelloFresh.com slash chaos16 and use the code chaos16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts, that's what you're going to get. It's better than a sweet 16, baby. It's a HelloFresh 16. Go to HelloFresh dot com slash chaos 16 use the code chaos 16 16 free meals plus three free gifts i mean it's like they're giving it away hello fresh america's number one meal kit keeps what's up you bald motherfuckers 
Two out of three men are going to experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. It's just going to happen. That's more than 50 million men in the U.S. And 50 million men suffer from male pattern baldness. So hashtag MPB. And there are only two FDA-approved medi- medications that prevent hair loss. And guess who has them both? Only one company. That's right. Keeps. And they give you 24-7 care and support. They have a network of expert medical advisors, prescribers, and care specialists to support you in making your hair goal a reality. It's a low-cost treatment. They start at just $10 a month. In Puerto Rico, we say that DS. And keeps and keeps offers generic versions of the two FDA-approved medi- medications to prevent hair loss. Now, listen, here's the thing. It's keeps is all about prevention. Okay. That's what it is. It's prevention is key. So it takes up to could take from four to six months to see the results. So act fast. When it comes to your hair, save more, spend less. I'm telling you, it's okay. It's all discreet. Keeps is the way to go. I got a couple of friends that use keeps and their hair has come right back. And uh, they left their wives, and it's beautiful. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash chaos to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash chaos to get your first month of freebie weeby. That's keeps.com slash chaos. On the way to his house, uh, he, he was boasting that he was a police officer. And he showed me his gun. And his car, it looked like a police car. You could just tell this guy's a horrific haircut. Just from the shadows in the back, like a real bad, like a six at the lemon tree. (laughs) He met Casey in a bar. Oh, is this an asshole smelling his pen? There's no reason for that shot. And can now tell us what happened. Did he give you drugs? Yeah. And he told me to try this other stuff. It's better. So I tried it. And a minute or so later, I passed out. I ended up in the bedroom. And he was must he was messing me. He was sexually assaulting you. Yes. And I I tried to push him off and I couldn't. You're probably one of the few that ever got away alive. How did you do it? I don't know. Well, I told him I wanted to go back to my car. And he just let he you? Told him, okay, I gotta go to church anyway, so I'll give you a ride back. I got to go the to key. church. That was the key. No one else had asked to leave. Yeah. <laughs> not one person thought to well, be like, can I not do this? Well, well he, yeah. All you got to do is that. Well, he said he would kill people. He would make a decision to kill people. Like if he got like a, a gay hooker guy and, you know, he said, all right, 50 for a blowjob. But then after he came, the guy was like, all right, give me 60, he'd kill you. But if you were like 50 or like less, he would let you live. So he was like, he thought he was doing like a service because he said he was gay. He was bisexual, not gay. I was like, so you're gay. But he was like, I'm bisexual, not gay. And he said he was going around in his mind. He was cleaning the streets of Chicago from the gay, uh, from like gay, which he thought was, so he thought, that's the thing with these people is they can always justify it in their head. Like, oh, I was doing the good, I was doing a good thing because he got away with it for so long because so many gay men or even families didn't even want to report their kids missing because they were gay. So they were like, they were already... They're already it's like crazy because if he was born today, he'd just be like a Lizzo fan. He would, yeah, dude. He'd have a, the biggest podcast of all time. <laughs> yeah, and I hate this reporter made this interview about him. Yeah, yeah. Rep- oh God, the, the the choice to put the shot of you sniffing your pen. <laughs> fuck you, dude. I hope Casey gets the handcuffs on you. Um, I uh, so Joey, I haven't seen you. I I feel like you and I we used to see, see. This is the beautiful thing about comedy is you go, you have phases. We all have different like. I don't want to say errors, but we're almost like, like we're 
we have time where like we're seeing each other every day and then we have time where we don't see each other right. at all. And it keeps going back and forth. But I feel like now you and I are going to be back on the time where we're seeing each other. I'd more. love to see. I love seeing you. You're the funniest guy I know. We had the cruise. That was like the last great Oh, the Impractical Jokers cruise. The Impractical yeah. Jokers cruise. That was right before we shut down. It was like the best time of my life. Oh, I yeah. saw your dick like 11 times. I know. Like I pulled that. my dick out for you. I got a lot of pictures of your dick. I show them to my wife on her birthday. <laughs> there it is. That's my gift. I sent your co- I sent my cock up. Dude, do you remember we went on, Joe List and I were on the Impractical Jokers cruise in February. February of 2020, where like China was already shut down, Italy was shut down, and we were on a cruise in the middle of the water being like, there's, I think ships that were out to sea when we were out to sea had to stay on their boat for like a month. Yeah, no, it was crazy. And it's so funny because, you know, I'm an anxious guy, you're an anxious, and I've, I've been a hypochondriac my whole life. And I was like, when bird flu came out, I almost killed myself, like climate change. I didn't leave my house for a month. And then I was like, they're not getting me this time. I'm in therapy now. I'm sober. Yeah. My father's gay. I'm just like- Do you have a gay I'm father? Be, no, it's That'd my- be sick if you just, did. Your father's John Wayne's gay. See, this is my favorite line from Seinfeld, so I like to throw it in there, but- Does he say my father's gay? That's the-, the uh, My father's gay. George says that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, right. uh, nothing's anything wrong with that, which I contend is like the funniest line in the history of television and the best delivery ever. He's like, I have many gay friends. My father's gay. <laughs> Anyways, so it's fucking perfect. It should be in the Smithsonian. Yeah. But um, I was like, they're not getting me this time. I'm not going to worry about COVID. It's bullshit. They got me with bird flu. They got me with, uh, you know, uh, SARS and right. tuberculosis and all the shit. I'm not worrying. And then it shut down. Then it shut, and you weren't really weren't scared, though. No, I wasn't too worried. I did actually pretty well in pandemic. I was like, all right, I got it. I can't control this. I'm much healthier than I used I to be. I feel like it's over now. Don't you feel like it is? For sure, yeah. I mean, I think it's just, I think the flu is actually now more dangerous. Everything that the kooks were saying early on is now the truth. Yeah, it's now the truth. No, I know. I, I, took a, I was saying I took a flight uh, from Puerto Rico two days ago, and it was no, no masks and they had to say they came on the plane and they said um listen uh you know whatever uh welcome to the flight they were like we if you want to wear a mask you can but you don't have to so they said if you're sitting next to someone who's wearing a mask that's their right if you're sitting next to someone who's not wearing a mask that's their right they said if there's any issues they said don't forget they said we can land this the the pilot was like we're flying over the ocean but they said we're not that far from the coastal united from the united states they said so we will land this plane if there's a fight. So just everyone be nice, be civil. Let's get this plane to JFK. So I guess there must have been like real issues because for a pilot to say that, well, I was like, whoa. And then, yeah, because of the mass, no masking. And I got to be honest, I we went on, 75% of the plane had the mask on. By the time we landed, I would say 20% of the plane had the mask on. They just, people just start taking it off. They're I think like, naturally people do that. Yeah, you watch people wear a mask for like a couple hours. By the end, it's over the, under their mouth. Yeah, I can't because it's not, I can't, well, I don't want this on my face, you know, forever. It's like whatever. I mean, Mike Tyson beating the shit. At, I mean, look at how annoying this guy's. If there was ever a guy that I would want Gacy to get in handcuffs, it's this guy. <laughs> this would be the perfect What's guy to doing? just get a nice slip knot around his neck and have him get fucked in the ass by clown. Is he just busting his balls? Or yeah, what's he's he being doing? annoying. You know how annoying this is? He, he seems to be drunk just asking him questions. Yeah. This guy has been arrested a bunch of times, too, they said. He's like a piece of shit, this guy. Tyson? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a bad haircut. God, could you imagine how annoying this guy must be? Like, how great he must think he is at everything? <laughs> yeah, good. Good. 
Mike got him a bunch right there. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Is this real? That no, face? I swear to God. He did that. He probably did that to be like on Instagram, like, you know, like just a drunk idiot on Instagram. That's great. Yeah. He's did, luckily did he got arrested a- when they landed? No, he's getting sued. Who's getting sued? Tyson? Tyson's getting sued. By this guy? Yeah. Definitely. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. God, I hate Well, actually, it'd be good because if, if this guy wins a lot of money, he'll be one of those guys. Like, you know, like when people win the lotto and they just die within a few months because they're idiots? That's what he would do with the money. He would be he, like, you know, fucking going a hot air balloon or something, which, by the way, I never go in a hot air balloon. I'd rather swim with alligators than go in a hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> He's lucky he got him in the head, by the way, and not the face. He could have, like, ruined his face for life, like, oh, caved yeah. his face in. Just right in. I am, um, but the guy, hey, listen, they were flying JetBlue Mint. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> good for them. I assume Tyson would, but the other guy, it's like, I mean, you know, maybe he got upgraded. I don't know. They might have snuck up just to do that. <clears throat> they might have, but... I um I think uh I think too you know with with I always say like Mike Tyson you know how much to get punched in the face by Mike Tyson and that guy like lived that he just lived that question like and that he, age old question how much and he might get a lot of money from it but it's just it's bad for you guys because like if if you get harassed like that now people are just gonna start looking no for but money. but the thing is the problem not the problem but the thing is I think with Mike Tyson which could I think I think his hands like I think when you become a professional fighter I think technically that's like attempted murder. No, yeah. no, I that's, th- a, that's a wives' tale. Really? I see, don't know. see, see. Do people have to get their hands licensed if they're professional fighters, and if they hit you, because they're I like a weapon? A, no, I think that's like a uh, a wives' tale. Is it an old wives' tale? I think so. Because I mean, you're, I'm not a. Tra- I, mean, I mean, I am a trained fighter, actually. But oh, they do not have to register their hands as lethal weapons. <laughs> yeah, it, said, it says Chris DiStefano. <laughs> they do not have to. Bro, register. speaking of lethal weapons, you've you've been doing MMA shit for what two years now? Want me to kick the shit out of you? I'll beat the I was shit out of you say, right now. Do you feel <laughs> now? Because you've been doing MMA. No, because I want to start doing this with my daughter. I want my daughter to start getting into it. Do you I'll fuck ch- her up? Bring her out here. I'll beat the <laughs> shit out of her. I'll get her out here. Do you really feel though? Like, do you feel like a, a difference in your confidence from now to like say before you started it? I do. If like, if I'm like sparring, because this is the thing. So I keep having these run-ins with crazy homeless people. Whatever. It's my face. I don't know what it is. The teeth. The forehead. The herpes. I don't know what it is. But like, I keep getting attacked by and screamed at by homeless people, and they do this crazy shit. And people are like, "Yeah, but you've been training for a while." I'm like. Well, I put on gloves with my buddy and we spar. And if I'm hurt, I'm like, I hey, hold on. You got me in the eye, whatever. Like, yeah. I, I do it for like my anxiety. It's fun. It doesn't mean I want to fight a fucking but crazy could homeless you, if person. Some, if a homeless person started attacking you or your wife today, would you feel more confident that you can d- disable them than you could two, three years ago? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's yeah. the nice thing. And that's what my, my trainer, Diego, always tells me. Nice is hot that, like, name, Diego. Oh, he's hot. He's all tattooed up. He's like Oof. vegan. He's got abs. Nice. Got, Does he have the cauliflower ear? He's got cauliflower <laughs> ear. Yeah. He's got a <laughs> nice piece, nice thick cut. Nice. And um, no, he's great. And he's a funny guy. But I do feel, he always says like, you got to compare yours. Because I'm like, we spar. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I can't beat up anybody. But he's like, compare yourself to you six months ago, a year ago, two years ago. He's like, if you guys fought, it would be a fucking death You would match. kill that Joe list. Yeah. And it's like, I know some arm bars and, uh, you know, some chokes, a triangle choke, a, you know, rear naked, stuff like that. And so I have an idea of how to move and, and punch. So, yeah, I do. But my thing with, like, regular fights, you don't know who trains anymore. No. 
Like people, like, I would never think you train in MMA. No, and then Di- like, I'm going to hit this guy in the head with a fucking piece of plywood. Uh, <laughs> and I'd come out. Yeah, then I'd be on the floor. But then, I mean, like you look at Diego, and he's like into fashion. He dresses real fashionably. He's a fashion guy. And other than his ear, if he's wearing like long sleeves, or you just see him as like, oh, there's like a. Well, if he's like wearing a earmuffs. Because yeah, if he has because <laughs> cauliflower ear, I always know. Don't mess with that guy. But if he had on earmuffs, I'd be fucked. He's got tattoos and cauliflower. But other than that, this guy will fucking kill you. Right. And now, so so like, how often do you train? I haven't gone in a little while now. I'm off my game just because I've been busy. I'm gonna but hit you over the head with this potter. No way. <laughs> planner um, planner fasciitis which I do have It's uh, so did Patrick Ewing who played his whole career yeah he's, um, I think Olajuwon missed a season because of planner's fasciitis imagine you missed a whole season because of your fucking achy little foot that's why I got these babies hell I'm yeah I'm ready to run new balance babies <laughs> Dr. Scholl's foot inserts great for planner's fasciitis that's all I ever wear but I haven't been in a while but yeah I've trained I might go this Friday actually I gotta hit him up because he's, he's a busy schedule I got I've been busy but um no it's great I love it we should yeah. get out we should oh fuck no around. I want to go I'm, I'm genuinely well, I'm I I, I I have it in my phone every day I'm like t- sign Delilah up for MMA sign Delilah up for MMA and I want to do a thing where like she goes to the kids classes and I can do like the adult one because I because I just saw because I was always in my head like I don't know how to do any of this stuff I'm too old already I'm 37 but then I saw a video the other day of a 68 year old man getting he just got he started jujitsu at 68 he got his black belt at 70 and he had no no experience at all and he was like it's never too late how do you not get injured as an old man like brittle bones well do you get injured in even in the jujitsu stuff well here's what like diego said like i i do it with diego i'm not in a class with other people because that's where you run into fucking jackasses who are like meatheads and want to prove something or show something i'm with my friend who's a trainer I, i mean i'm doing Pretty well financially. So I just pay, you know, for one-on-one trainers. So he's like, we are not going to get injured here. You might get hurt. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm sore or whatever the fuck. I mean, you're getting choked. Right. So it's not, it's not like you're like playing golf. You ever like, pop a wood? No, close. Yeah. Um, but um, I think about that because that's embarrassing. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's hot, but. Yeah. Like I have left and been like the next day my fucking like I can't it hurts to swallow oh. and then I googled it after the first time I was like I can't swallow I was like hurts to swallow MMA and then everybody's just like tap earlier you fucking idiot because yeah. in your mind you're like maybe I'll get out of this I could do a thing and it's like you just got to tap early and often that's what I say because uh, as soon as you tap he lets go yeah yeah you got to stop because so that's the other thing that you worry about with classes is you get some fucking jackass so you want to if we're going to do M- if I'm going to do MMA as an adult my daughter let my daughter go to class let her get choked the fuck out but me I got to Daddy's got to be preserved. You got to tap, yeah. And they have, they do kids. He teaches kids too. He teaches kids? Yeah, he does it all over there. And that's what I, if I could like change anything in my life, I would have started doing MMA when I was six because it just changes your whole fucking thing. No, that's why I want Delilah, my daughter, to do it because I'm like, listen, dude, the bottom line is like, you know, when she goes off to college, high school, whatever, it's like, I just want to know, I know anything can happen, but it's like, I just want to know that she can fucking... You know, get out of the handcuffs and fucking leg sweeps, leg sweep somebody. You can see Diego choking me out. You can go to my YouTube. Yeah, let's go to the Joe, YouTube. I Joe, want to see Joe Diego. MMA. You can see Diego just tapping me over and go over again. Go to Pornhub.com. Um, oh, look at Nate Bargatze. Listen, if you want a nicotine alternative, my aunt uses a nicotine alternative. She was smoking and then she was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So she found a nicotine alternative. And there's really only one company that I found that I trust with my own family. And that's Lucy. We've talked about it on the podcast before. It's a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, and pouches for adults who want to look like kangaroos. No, pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. So... 
If you enjoy using nicotine, which is fine, that's your right, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at lucy.co, not M. It's not lucy.com. It's lucy.co, C-O. And if you use the promo code chaos at checkout, you're just going to get a sweet discount. If you are interested in using a nicotine alternative that is going to work for you, that's going to work for your family, it's going to help you out in so many ways, go to lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code chaos. Okay, baby? Go do it. Send me pics. Also, real quickly, I just have to read this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, okay? But go to lucy.co, promo code chaos. Let me know how you did. Oh, no, these are awesome. Dude, bird dogs, this is what I wore in Puerto Rico. Dude, these shorts, they're shorts that they sent. They have, like, underwear in the shorts. These are the most perfect fitting clothes I've almost, I've ever had. I, bird dog, I will not wear any other pair of shorts than bird dogs. I, they have pants, too, but I wear the shorts. Dude, they're literally, I, I don't have to pack underwear anymore. I just use bird dogs. It's got that comfortable, like, inner, like, um comfortable liner inside. Dude, bird dogs, yeah, dude, they are the best. Look at these shorts. Bird dogs were on the site right now. They got all different types of cool colors. Um, I used them a little bit as a bathing suit. I don't know if you can, but I did it and they dried right away. Um, and they were dope. I cannot advocate for a company more than Bird Dogs. Truthfully, they are awesome. So shout out Bird Dogs. I love your company. And you guys are going to get a nice discount now. If you go to birddogs.com, that's B-R-D-D-O-G-S.com and use the promo code CHAOS, you're going to get a free Bird Dogs dad hat with your pair of Bird Dogs. So get your downstairs ready for summer with Bird Dogs. You will not want to take these things off, I promise you. And I'm telling you, they're right. So if you're a guy, you want to get them for yourself, get them. Wife, you want to get them for your husband, get them. Husband, want to get them for your husband, get them. Whatever it is you want to do, Bird Dogs, I cannot. I'm telling you, I love them. So birddogs.com, promo code chaos. You can get a free Bird Dogs hat. Post a picture with the hat. I want to see it. Love there you go. This, this is Diego just fucking me up. It's my bit over there, so don't listen to the sound. There he is. Look at it. I actually fucked up my uh, calf in this video, too. My right calf. There what? he is. Just uh, He's choking just take, me out oh, there. Right his asshole right in your face. <laughs> he just choked me out with my asshole. With his wow, asshole. you would never know. This guy just he looks see, like Maroon 5. I got him in a little choke <laughs> right there. I was choking him there. You can see. And then so you got, I'm still you trying to hold him. him. I'm still trying to hold him, but he's, he's out of it now, obviously. Then he's pulling me out from against the wall. I'm trying to get okay. around, and then Jill's got a nice, night. fat, plump ass too. Yeah. Good night. There you go. Yeah. That's and me getting choked out. That's it. You can't do it. Yeah, I'm fucked I there. Mean, you ever go? Brutal. You ever get into an MMA? You start training, and you got to take your glasses off, and he just crushes your glasses. Here I go. Oh, there he just flipped me. Oh, that was something. I think this is where I fuck up my calf right here. How'd you fuck it up? I just strained it somehow trying to get out, and it like popped. I'm like, you couldn't walk like you were fine. I was limping for like a couple of weeks. It was just a strain. And you had to stop the training. This is an arm bar, I think. Or is that a choke or an arm bar? I can't even tell. Now, is this MMA or is this jujitsu? This is jujitsu. This is just straight jujitsu we're doing here. That's what he always does. Or you guys do all types. We of do standing. We do, we do striking and stuff, which I actually enjoy more. And then we'll spar and he just fucking beats the shit out of me. And he's still like, have you ever caught a clean, caught him with a I clean caught shot? One clean shot. This is where I'm not set up. for. Oh, that's where I fucked up my calf right there. Yeah. Um, this is where I'm not cut out for fighting we sparred and you get you get stronger you get better and i did it like properly like he threw a punch and i just countered and caught him in the face and i immediately was like i'm so oh shit i'm sorry and yeah. he's like what are you doing you fucking piece of shit <laughs> yeah, like, i'm just like i'm sorry i felt bad i was like i'm not i can't hit somebody yeah and then he was like yeah because yeah because that's that would be my instinct too it's like i don't want to hurt anybody right but you didn't hurt him yeah just like he, i wouldn't hurt him he's also like yeah you can't 
hurt me. You have to like, yeah. He also is like, it's funny to talk to these guys that are like so advanced in the sport. Like this is what he does every day for like 12 years. But we're sparring and he's like, if I don't want you to hit me, you won't be able to hit me. Yeah. Uh, this is so embarrassing. This is where I, I kick Lewis. He leg checks me and I couldn't, I was fucking, I wanted to cry. You can oh, see Lewis how light does it, it too, right? Well, Lewis is crazy because Lewis doesn't know how to control himself. So Lewis will hurt. Lewis is the guy in class who will hurt you. Yeah, well, Lewis, so Lewis is like, we are doing this and he goes, I'm defense only. He goes, I'll just do defense right there. When he, he I think it was right there. We checked it. I couldn't. Yeah. It's so Lewis light. Lewis Gomez, the Do you see that? I mean, like, it's so, my, my shins, I got like girl shins. Because <laughs> if they, oh, so that's the thing that hurts if they kick you in the shin. The shin is brutal, but you just have to like deaden your shin. I'm wearing a Brandy Carlisle t-shirt at MMA. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally right here. See how light that was? That like fucked me up. I had a welt on my shin. But he's like, he's like trained. So Lewis is a fucking maniac. He's like, I'm like, I don't want to spar with you. I, you're you're more advanced. You're tougher than me. And he goes, I'll just do defense. And I'm like, okay, great. So I'm just like throwing punches. He's defending them. And after like eight minutes, he just punches me in the face. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I gotta throw some punches. Like, That's like not the deal. He. That so that that was normal speed and I was all fucked up. I quit. Yeah, I've got runner shits. <laughs> I, I mean, so because he, because see even something like that like so so it's also like when you do an MMA workout like this like you don't have to do it like that's your workout for the day like you're dripping in sweat. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. I mean, Lewis is look at I mean look how sweaty he is because he's. You I mean, know, no, Lewis. Disgusting. I don't want to fight Lewis Gomez. <laughs> He looks like no, fun. Lewis will fucking kill people. Like I, I'm like, he's been training. He's crazy. His dad was murdered. His mother was whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like no, that's the thing. Lewis I think is Lewis no is no joke. Lewis is one of those guys. Like where I believe in my heart, Lewis Gomez will murder someone before his life is over. <laughs> he would. He's he's scary. I mean, I'm literally telling the trainer on him. I mean, this is so embarrassing. Yeah, I called him a pussy. Did right he there. post this or? Oh yeah, that was, that was this post. <laughs> I'm like humiliated by it. I love. Oh, that was too. That was in the middle of the pandemic. And then Diego, my trainer, he's like, dude, I don't want you fucking around with Lewis. He's crazy. He was being serious. Um, I think so because I don't. I'm not even like warmed up and shit. And Lewis is just wild. Do you remember the first day of you doing MMA where you just like an it like it just sucked. Like you didn't know what the hell you were doing. You felt like a like a loser. I still feel that way when we spar and stuff because we, MMA. I always use the all I have is like analogies to sports that I played. But like when you're trying to spar and hit somebody, it looks like you're at the plate and there's like 15 outfielders. Where you're like, there's no. I don't know how I could possibly do that. Hit him, but you have to come up. But he's not falling for any of my fakes too because a real trained fighter. You're like signaling. It's almost like poker. I'm signaling because I'm like moving my eye or my shoulder starts to twitch. So he sees it so he much early. He just sees it so much early. And he's like, if I don't want you to hit me, you won't be able to hit me. Yeah, because I do agree too, like with, with these fighting things. I think either you have to have, like if you start late, you have to be like a, a, a little insane and have zero fear of anything. Or you have to just start when you're a child. Exactly. And I don't want to get hit, which I'm trying to like undo. And he, he helps me because I'm like, I'm trying to undo like 30 years of like being like, I don't want to get hit. And he's like, no, it's not 30 years. It's like 7,000 years of evolution. Right. So the, I mean, the key to like defending and being able to fight is like when someone throws a punch, you do a subtle move. You're just blocking like this. Or like you don't like go like that exactly, like, like or that. they throw. That's exactly what I do. I flinch with my whole body. So you're just opening stuff up. So every time he throws to the body, I'm doing this, and my face is just getting where he does it. 
No, he knows how to just move the slightest He started move. as a kid. Or eat a punch. Well, he didn't. He started when he was like 20, but it's been like 12 years or something like that. And he was a cage fighter, undefeated cage fighter. I was going to say, starting when you're 20, is that's very interesting. So he's probably one of those guys. Like he, I think it's either people who think before or think after. He probably thinks after. Like he'll, he'll just, he's the guy like he'll just dive into the bleachers for the ball. Well, yeah, and he's just like, he's like, it's just pain. Like I'm like afraid of pain. He's like, it's all right. It's just pain. It goes away. I'm like, that's, I know, but pain hurts, dude. What we were saying, <laughs> That we were just saying before, successful people, they pretty much usually, most of them always get up at 4.30 in the morning and they always take cold showers because they just get used to the mental, it's like cold showers in the morning, especially in the winter in like a New York City or Northeast place, it hurts so bad. Right. Mike Vecchione does that, where he's told me like, you just you just deal with it. You just fucking deal with it. Yeah, Mike's intense. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean like, it's, it's hard because I'm like, I want to be able, and so sometimes we'll spar and I'll just be like, fuck it, just like, just hit me. And you get you mad. Gotta, like, try to take some hits to be like, okay, okay, it's not the worst. But don't you worry, like, uh, I always hear older people saying, oh, I injured this leg at that exact moment, and it's chronic pain. I worry about that, yeah. I mean, that's why, this definitely, when I'm doing MMA times, like, we're doing jiu-jitsu, I'm like, this is stupid. This is a stupid thing to do. Because I'm leaving, and, like, my back hurts. And I'm like, why would I do, I should be golfing or, or playing like, yeah, tennis. Or, like, you're, <laughs> when I was thinking, like, when you were grappling on the forum, I was like, when I look at you do that, and I, because I want to do it, I'm just too much of a pussy. I mean, I did start taking cold showers, so at least that's one thing. But <laughs> MMA is is different. I look at that, and I'm like, when you're rolling on the floor like that, I'm like, if you turn one way, just I know from being a physical therapist, you're going to blow your ACL out. Like, uh, you can yeah. get a devastating knee injury that, like, his body falls on you and your leg, like, snaps. Uh, yeah. I just think about that constantly. No, I shouldn't do Do you it. ever think about that? Or now you <laughs> this, is, this is worse than the Russia shit. Let's go back to the nukes. <laughs> No, I'm like, I do think about that and it is scary, but you try to, I try to trust like, okay, I'm in good hands, whatever. And I'm like, and I'll go do play tennis too. Tennis is great. I love tennis. Shout out tennis. But, um, like, <laughs> but Diego's boy, he's like, yeah, he's like, but you can't fuck it. I mean, with a tennis racket, I guess he's like, but you can't defend yourself by playing tennis. You can't be like a guy comes to fight you. You can't be like, show him the label, roll the wrist and check the time. You know what I mean? How many, how many fights are you going to have before you die? Yeah, when's the last time you got into, have you gotten to a real fight since you've been MMA trained? No, but I've been <laughs> fucking in Austin and two crazy homeless guys flank me and I had to run. I'm a, I, I just run like a fucking They lady. flanked you for real? No, so this is what happened in Austin. Oh my God. It was fucking terrifying. Are you sure it wasn't just comedians like who wanted like do knew you? I mean, <laughs> they were hanging outside at the creek. And no, like, the guy spit at me and asked for an autograph and said, "I love Tuesdays with stories." <laughs> I got the hell out of there. I mean, I told the story on Rogan and everything, but I was like walking to the creek. You know, first of all, our fans don't listen to Rogan because I've never done it. Oh, oh, is that right? No, <laughs> oh, fuck. I him. never have. Done well, it, I but texted him. He didn't get back to me, so you know. Yeah. Well, he texted. We said on the on the Patreon. He gave me a date, May twenty third, and then I said, and then I said, okay, like let me know the next steps. And that's that text has just been left on red. But you think if he said it, I'm probably going to do it. Yes, I had the same thing with oh, you did? Ari. Yeah, I so did that. He, he booked me on Twitter. Like this is years ago. The first time I did it, nobody watched it. And, like I've had literally people be like, the day you do Rogan, you're never looking back. And I'm like, I've done it twice. I'm not even joking. I'm yeah. like, people are like, this is the worst guest ever. He's boring. He sucks. Because I don't know how to go in and take over. I'm just sitting there going, yeah, it's crazy, dude. That is weird. Now, now dude, next time show up with Diego. I got to show up and be like, fuck you. Fuck, the gays are inferior. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. it's enough with the blacks. I gotta like just come in hot, <laughs> clip it. I'm just like, I'm just sitting there like, oh no, it's nuts. And so what know. happened? So he DM'd you on Twitter. Yeah, and he's like, do you want to do the show? And I was like, great. I thought he was like pranking me, but it was the same thing. He's like, how about May 11th? And I was like, great. And then like seven months passed because it was like way in advance. I know it was March, and he booked me in May. 
And I texted Ari. I was like, I'm, I'm freaking out. Am I going to show up? He's like, don't worry. You're good. And I got like the, you know, the address, like the day of or something. Really? It was, so you just had to be in LA and hope for the best? <laughs> yeah, it was like a weird thing. Did you fly to LA and just hope that you got a call? Well, that's the funny thing about Rogan. He's like, let me know when you'll be in LA. And I'm like, well, I'll fly to LA to do your show. Like, right. there's no reason, there's no bigger reason to be in LA. Right. Like, even if I was doing fucking The Tonight Show or whatever, whatever's in LA, Corden, yeah. your show is bigger than that. Right. Like, I will just book a flight to LA to <laughs> yeah. do your show. Yeah. That's what I thought before I did it. And then everyone was like, you suck. You're, I like lost followers when I did Rogan. Oh, so you did, because you, so, you did it when it was on YouTube and like the height of stuff and you didn't get any followers, you don't think? No, I mean, I gained a lot of followers. I'm being a little bit facetious, but, but I certainly didn't like start selling now, out. What tips do you have for Chris? Like at what hour... Like, it's hours of talking. It's a long time. It's a lot of talking. It was like three hours. And then the first time, I was, I was like nervous, but I thought, I didn't realize I was this nervous because then the second time I did it, everyone was like, way better, dude. <laughs> was I was like, what? Everybody was like, yeah, that first one was horrible. You were better on this one. I was also in a huge viral clip the second time, which is hilarious. I called Sarah and I was like, yeah, we didn't talk about anything controversial, so that's good. And then it was like on CNN, MSNBC. It was when he said, soon white people... Oh, that's my Austin story that I was about to tell in this podcast. Yeah. 1.7 million. But there you go. he said, white people, white, straight white men won't be allowed to leave the house anymore, eventually. Right. And I was there and I was like, well, I'm laughing. And he's like, no, no, I'm being serious. And uh, it went on like all the news organizations. Like just it, being angry at... It, it was everywhere. Yeah, they were really upset with him. Wow. And I was the guy that was like, well, I don't know about that. So so what do you do? You just, do you have to pace yourself for three hours? It's like running a marathon? I mean, talk to Mark. Mark is better to talk to. He showed up with like a suit and sunglasses and pretended to be out of breath. And like, he just started telling his stories. And he killed. Yeah. I like, I think you got to like take over and let, and just be like, here's my story. Here's this thing. This is crazy. I just sat there and was like, so what do you want to talk about? And then he was like. And then he'd say shit. And I was like, I don't even know what he's talking about because he reads or whatever. I don't know what the fuck he does. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you feel like you bombed when you left? Um, or did you feel like it didn't go great? Yeah, I felt like I bombed. Well, he doesn't laugh a lot. He's not a big laugher. And there's no one else there. Like, you guys are here. We're having a nice time. It's a hang. Oh, you don't hear the guy Jamie isn't there? Jamie's there, but he's not. He's like in a booth or something. Yeah. Maybe I'm not funny. That could entirely. No, you're fucking great. <laughs> could Does this episode suck? Should we not put this out? I think I'm, this. I'm having a great this. time over here. You have to pee bad, right? No, not so bad right now. No, nah, I know mine up. comes and goes. I um, My bladder's fucked, though. I got my prostate. Nobody, the size you don't of, pee more than me, dude. Are How you many sure? Times that you makes you feel better, dude. Truthfully, it's, no, I'm being honest, not even trying to be funny. How many times do you urinate a day? Honestly, I don't like talking about because everybody bombards me being like, you got prostate cancer, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Like maybe 40 times a day. It's a lot. But, Four zero? Yes, but I wake up, I do wake up, I pound water, then I go, I get a green, a, a 16 ounce green tea, then I go back and get another one, and I drink water throughout the day. And I'm a nervous Nelly, and my family all pisses, but I piss. An absurd amount. So when you take a flight, you cannot sit in the window. I no, I can. It just sucks. But when I take a flight, if I have an aisle, which I always do, I will get up and piss like four or five times. Where people, you think a flight attendant's like he's doing cocaine in that bathroom? I think I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> That's a funny story, by the way. I ma I masturbated on a plane one time. 
Nice. I said masturbate because you're here. I didn't want to sound too yeah, crass. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're 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 under thirty, so they're like you know you got to use the right terms. I've told, I've told this story on podcast before. You want to come to Vanity's birthday May seventh? Sure. Okay. He's yeah, in. I'm there. Okay. I'll jump out of the cake. I don't give a shit. So. I'll jump out of the cake and piss on you. <laughs> um, so I one time when, when I was in my, when you're in your twenties as a man, you have to like ejaculate every ten minutes so you oh, kill yeah, somebody. It's crazy, dude. So. I know. Look, look, I got two kids. So. I, um, <laughs> So I went into the bathroom and I just jerked off yeah. and I, I it was like, you know, I, back then you could do it pretty quick. Yeah. And I came out. It sounds like I'm making this up. And the flight right. attendant was like, hey, what were you doing in there? And I was like, what? And I literally had just came in the toilet. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, didn't you see the sign? And then she reached and looked in like this. And they, I didn't see there was a sign that said out of order. That particular bathroom was out of order. And it must like clog the toilet because she looked in the toilet to be like, is and the she toilet saw a lot of cum in there? No, <laughs> <laughs> no because, because I used like toilet paper to clean it up and put it in the trash. So, so you luckily were standing she didn't, up just jerk. Yeah, of course. So she didn't see anything in the toilet, but like she must have thought I was thinking of shit. And I had, to, I wanted to be like, oh no, I was just jerking off. Don't worry. Wait, What'd you say? But literally I came out and I was like, oh, I didn't see. And she was like looking at me like, well, what did you do in there? So she probably thought I was on Coke or just washing my hands is what she probably thought. And then what'd you do? No, she probably thought you were jerking off. She might have thought I jerked off. Did you buy the Wi-Fi? Was there porn involved? What were you- No, no. Well, back What did you jerk off to? Well, I grew up without porn. So I just, I'm, it's all up here. Just. I just jerk off to the image of your cock all the time. Nice. And then, um, do you remember where the flight was going? I don't. I have no idea. Was it a connecting? I can't remember, honestly. Yeah. There was another time, though, last comic standing flight. I jerked off that flight, too, and I came out, and Mike Vecchione <laughs> was the one waiting for me. And did you tell, did he know what you did in there? No, because Vecchione's like older, he's wise, he's very, he's like a conservative guy. If it yeah. was like, if it was you, I would have kissed you on the lips and been oh, yeah, like, I been, smell my cum in there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I would have hit you with a pack of cookies. <laughs> How many planes have you jerked off on? I think those two. Okay. A couple okay. trains. And then I used to jerk off when I was driving too. Did you do that? You used to jerk off while you were actively driving in the passenger seat? Actively seeing? driving. How do you do that? You put like, you know, the t-shirt over it and you just kind of. Crank That's it out. Vanity has checked out. Um, no, sorry. I've, I've heard she, about She that. was into the pod, and then I, now she's on the laptop. I feel terrible. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm I won't come to your birthday if you don't want <laughs> <Yeah>. to. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and now, he will. I'd love, yeah. I'd love to know where Joe List stands on ghosts. Ghosts? Yeah. yeah, we always like to ask people. A pimp's question, usually for every guest, is, you have any ghost encounters? What do you think of ghosts? We oh. like to talk about ghosts a little bit here. Oh, well, I'm always afraid of... Sarah and I always talk about this because I feel like ghosts are like religion. Like you can really offend people. I think that there's no ghosts and that's stupid. <laughs> that's right. what I think. And you think... If you say that, you <laughs> don't think I you're going like to see a ghost anymore. anymore. Like you, can, you can feel like I can, I can say that comfortably and you don't think you will be haunted for saying that. No. Okay, I am confident there's no go. Come haunt me. If there's a ghost in this house, come you fucking fuck me in the ass tonight while I'm sleeping. You'll come on it. <laughs> if yeah. it's on a flight. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not afraid of go I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I'm afraid of like intruders. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm like uh, like a house like this size, a big house is scary to me. Well, that's what I want to know. Like cuz cuz like like for example, I told you watch the John Wayne Gacy thing. And then last night I had to pee 
And I couldn't do it because I was like, I couldn't even get up the courage to go to the bathroom because I was like, John Wayne Gacy's going to be there. And then my daughter, Delilah, wanted a glass of water. And I told her, no. I was like, no, no water. You don't need water. And it was like 9 o'clock at night because I was scared to go back up the stairs because I never turned the lights off because I thought like the serial killer that I just watched was there. Like your mind, my mind does that. Do you, does that happen to you? Yeah, that's scary. So here's an interesting story about young Joe List. So I was, someone told me whatever. My uncle told me there was a monster behind the shower curtain. My aunt, I think. And so I was always, I did a, a bit like this in my act, but I was always afraid that there was someone. So every time I piss my whole life, I would check behind the shower curtain. I do that still to this day. And here's an interesting thing. So I did that from like age five to like 17. And then I stopped. I got over it and stopped doing it. And on the night of 9-11, 2001, I went into the bathroom and I pulled the shower curtain back. And I hadn't done it in like five years. Right. And it was like some internal thing where that, that 9-11 was so fucked up and creepy yeah. that I just went back to this old habit and like looked for like Bin Laden behind the shower curtain. And I immediately <laughs> noticed it and I was like, I haven't done that in a long time. Have do you, but it fucked me up. I was like, oh. Did you continue to do it? No, I don't do it now because I'm an adult, but... It is fucking well, dude. Scary. I on nine eleven. You know, my, my mom she survived, but she worked in the building. I didn't know where she was for like ten hours, and it opened up like a Pandora's box of anxiety in my brain. I'm way better at it now, but dude, my junior year. Uh, I'm sorry, my, that was my senior year of high school. My freshman year of college, I was still dealing with the panic so much. If I was anybody who I felt I loved, a, a girlfriend, my mother, parent, friend, if I was with you. And then you left. I assume my brain would convince me that you're you were dying. If I if I texted you and you didn't text back, you're dead. I would think you were dead. So because it opened up this thing, and then it got so bad for me that my freshman year of of uh, uh, college, I would have to. I had a girlfriend at the time. If she texted me, and, and if I texted her and she didn't write back, I would have to bring my phone out to the out to the actual game like sitting and hide it in my warm-ups so I'd have to look at the phone to see if she texts me because if I, if she didn't text me back I was paralyzed God. with fear and then my friends because we were 18 not understanding mental health at that point would so, they would do like star six seven or whatever to like block a number and call me from like a private number be like hey you know it's Jane's it's Jane I'm dead or something like like just oh, fucking make the anxiety Jesus. so much fucking worse for me and my coach at the time again it, it's so different now if that happened to me now mental health there'd be experts or whatever my coach would fucking i would be looking at the phone texting and i told him that anxiety started, and he would take a basketball and throw it at my head because God. i kept looking at my phone i remember in norway you were kind of like that yeah i remember oh, yeah. that i remember being yeah. like this guy's out of his fucking mind no it's still well yeah because yes so now but what happened was what, what broke me free of it is having children is i i was like well now I can't, I still have anxieties and stuff, but it's not as irrational. It's more rational now because now it's like, well, I can't be that way and waste all that time and energy. I need to be a good present father. Right. So that's what broke me out of it. But if I didn't have kids, I would still be that way. It was like, it was like, but it, just that one thing, just 9-11, just it, it, it did that to me. It yeah. like opened up this fear box. 9-11 was fucked up, if you ask me. It was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just think, I just think that was crazy. <laughs> it was bad news. Yeah, I know. It was one of the. I would. Yeah, it was a bad one. And you were. You were. Where were you? Brooklyn. Where? When, when that happened? Queens. Queens, baby. Could you see the towers? Oh from yeah. Where you were. Yeah, wow. we could see it from an English class. And I remember I was worrying that my mother was 
dead and we could see the towers smoldering because they had already fallen by then but they kept us in class and then i remember the english teacher at the time he goes there is an astronomical chance that most of those people in that area are dead right now he kept saying there's an astronomical chance thousands of people are dead i was like yeah my mom's there you know god there was a time remember 9-11 we're just getting serious now but like most of 9-11 in the morning, we thought there was like 75,000 people dead. Yeah. Like it ended up being like the final number you ended up being like this. Oh, that's good. Compared, not like good, but you know what I mean? Like compared yeah, to what it was thought, way worse. But like the, we thought there was like a half a million people fucking died. The dust died. cloud cancer thing kind of caught up. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's a good got, point. My friend's father's firefighter down there died of like an extremely rare cancer. Oh, they died as he died like five days later. Well, I think too, like if they had done it, whatever. I know everyone has the same store or whatever they done it like an hour later they would have killed like 10 times as many people because yeah. it was like before nine o'clock in the morning yeah i know dude well where where can people see you perform <laughs> <laughs> so um, my new special is out when does this episode come out is my it called 9 11 my special comes out friday it comes this comes out tomorrow this comes out tomorrow yeah. all right great this my special is out <laughs> what a weird segue but we're alive we're here and my special you could be dead by Friday. Friday, yeah. By the time you're seeing this, I could be dead. I got to drive across the state Staten Island Expressway. Yeah, dude. And FDR. FDR is fucking terrifying. So you're going to get polio, dude. It's the scariest road. <laughs> <laughs> it's the scariest road in America, FDR. Yeah. Um, yeah, if this this Friday, 9.30 p.m. I have to say p.m. Everyone's like, a.m. or p.m.? I'm like, you think no, I'm debuting at a.m., you fucking weirdos? Yeah. 9.30 p.m. Eastern on YouTube on my channel. It's called This Year's Material. Brand new special. I paid for it myself. Please Love fucking it. watch it. I'm out of money. Love it. Uh, so on your YouTube. On my YouTube. YouTube. Joe List. It's called This Year's Material Friday Night. We love it, baby. Yeah. Everybody go watch Joe List this Friday night after you come see me at the Wind Creek Event Center in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, also this Friday night. Um, but I would actually, you know what I want you to do? I want you to come to the Wind Creek. Oh, we're having a watch party. During, I'm not doing stand-up. Friday the 29th, I'm going to be in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and I want you guys to come. And buy tickets because what we're going to do is I'm going to do 10 minutes of stand up and then we're watching and then I'm just going to let Joe List comedy special play and we're going to yeah. do a watch party for Joe. You open, you open, do like a half hour, That's 90 what minutes because my yeah. special is like 55 minutes. Do yeah. like 30. Do 30 and then we're going to have a Joe List watch party. And he's going to come running down the aisles and start jerking off on everybody. <laughs> I love you. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me.